Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 14th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a podcast of a recorded interview done per Zoom by Ian Salick with Grant Hocking, District Governor of Rotary District 9800 in 2019-2020. The interview was first played by Jonathan Shepherd on his show on the 24th of April 2020. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show right through until 8 o'clock tonight. I'm Ian Salick. Now I'm going to welcome back another wonderful Rotary personality to our show, the current District Governor of Rotary District 9800, Grant Hocking. I last spoke to Grant in depth in May 2018 when he was District Governor nominee. Since then, he has been District Governor-elect in 2018-19, and now in this current Rotary year, 2019-2020, he's completing the third and final year of his district governor journey as the district governor. Before all of this, he has been an assistant governor and an executive assistant governor and is proudly, very proudly, a past president of the very committed Rotary Club of Woodend. He not only has had a very active life in Rotary listeners, but a busy working life in a senior role for Ambulance Victoria. In the Australia Day Honours List for Paramedics in 2014, Grant Hocking was recognised for his then 25-year career that has helped shape Ambulance Victoria's clinical standards, operations and outcomes. Grant, a very big and warm welcome back to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone and thank you for joining us online tonight. Uh, Online, uh, as I say, at a very difficult time for us all during this coronavirus crisis. Thanks, Ian. It's great to be back online with you. And it's lovely to have you here, and I can see your smiling face. Our listeners won't see your (laughs) smiling face. Still happy after going through all the trials and tribulations of your conference cancellation, etc. But I'm going to ask you, first of all, before we talk about your very successful year, how are uh, the District 9800 Rotary Clubs, and in fact the district, currently operating during this uh, insidious health crisis? Uh, Well, it's obviously a challenging time. We've um, had to cancel a number of district events and clubs have had to cancel their their own events, whether it be a fundraiser or project to support the community. It's made it uh, quite difficult for that to happen, obviously, with our restrictions at the moment. So we've cancelled our conference. Um, our um, upcoming assembly will be looking a little bit different. And most things we're going to be doing online. And it's something that clubs have now taken up most clubs in our district now are doing online meetings so they're using um, some of the video conferencing platforms like zoom uh, to have their meetings as a district we started doing twice weekly zoom meetings a fortnight ago uh, well late late march um, a month ago and we're now um, continuing those but as clubs get more and more on board with their own online meetings we might wind that back a bit and maybe look at a weekly meeting and that's the intent of that was to make sure that everyone was comfortable with the technology and give people an opportunity to come on board and maybe just sit in the background and listen and look at what was going on 
And that seems to have been working. As I said, most clubs are now doing online meetings. So I'm certainly well aware of that. And uh, uh, it's certainly increased the paradigm quite a lot because previously, uh, apart from a Rotaract club, the club in 9800, the Rotary E-Club of uh, Melbourne, was the only club that was really doing this on a very regular basis. So perhaps this might spawn uh, some new Rotary activity in uh, the post-coronavirus era. It'll be interesting to see where we head to in the future with this. We've now got, um, there was a list and there were, you know, probably 100 Rotary clubs around the world that were e-clubs. And um, there's a website being created to list their um meeting nights and dates and times and a link in case anyone wanted to go on and join their meetings. But obviously people not being familiar with their technology, there hasn't been a lot of onboarding, if you like, from outsiders. But now I look at that list and there's a couple of hundred extra Rotary clubs. So the normal standard Rotary clubs that are now meeting online are putting their details up. And I just looked at the list uh, a little while ago today and there's couple of hundred all their details are there so if people want to connect now with clubs anywhere around the world it's, there's more opportunity than there ever was which is a good thing i think that's a fantastic positive to come come out of a, a very um, unfortunate time for the world and especially for our district here as we're very close uh, grant has there been anything that that rotary has been able to do or has been or has it been curtailed in the current crisis so have, have uh, we as Rotary been able to do some extracurricular activity at this time? Um, there's, been, there's been limitations, obviously. So as the restrictions have ramped up, our um, participation in the community with events and other things has ramped down. So, but that doesn't mean there aren't things that clubs can do. Uh, so the districts, uh, we've set up a, a sub-page on our web, website um, that we encourage everyone to go to to have a look, which lists a whole range of things that people can do. Um, as I said, we're doing our f uh, twice weekly Zoom meetings as a district. Clubs are doing their own. Um, uh, there's a lot of things happening. I noticed Q Rotary on their email the other day had bulbs for sale and they're getting a percentage of the bulb sale. So they're still managing, even in these challenging times, to do some fundraising. And I think that's a good example of what other clubs should be looking at doing, in the, just thinking differently. Well, you've got to adapt, obviously, and uh, uh, Rotary in a crisis always finds a way to adapt. I mean, we've been helping recently with bushfire relief. A number of clubs have been going off yeah. to Gippsland and other places, as you're probably aware. Yeah. Uh, are there any formalised activities for clubs at the moment? Uh, is it a matter of driving people to a medical appointment or can't that occur in the current uh, situation? Um, no, not in the current situation. So it's limited to households or people within a household to do those sorts of roles. But what you can do is offer, and I know there's a number of clubs now looking at providing meals or meal vouchers in cooperation and collaboration with the local cafes and restaurants for people that might be struggling and doing it tough. And they can also go and do shopping for their neighbours or people in the community that are, are struggling. So you could always, uh, and I know a couple of clubs are doing this, contact their local council who keep in their very up-to-date list of vulnerable persons. So these are people that are limited through health, normally health issues and um, transport uh, uh, ability. So they need people to help them. And the council workers might not be able to do that now because they're working from home. 
but Rotarians are stepping up to do those sorts of things. That's so, exactly what I was getting at. So it's a yeah. keeping your distance activity, yeah. but it's still being very helpful and Rotary That's is right. prepared to do that, which I think is great. Excellent. Grant, uh, as you approached your district governor's year that officially commenced seemingly a long time ago now in July 2019, what were some of your aims, the things you really wanted to achieve when you first got into the chair officially? Um, so I wanted to uh, introduce some innovation, uh, which I think we've done. And as I said, um, uh, this current health crisis certainly uh, lent that uh, innovation activity a whole new light. But um, So we set up a couple of new committees this year. Uh, one was the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee, and that's going along very well. We've got a fantastic chair, secretary and um, dedicated Rotarians as part of that group. Um, they've developed flyers. They've developed a training program. They, they were, and only a month ago, were planning to go and visit clubs with, with the training program um, for the remainder of this Rotary year up until June and, and beyond, obviously, but that's had to be curtailed. So they're now looking at doing something at um, club online meetings, which would be great. Um, the second thing uh, that we do as well, and they're also going very strong, and that's got two co-chairs. Uh, Grant, you might just like, Grant, you might just like to repeat that again because we just got a little bit of interruption on the Zoom uh, oh, okay. platform. Um, what, what just, if you just repeat that again for yes, me. Yes, the, the second group we started this year was the Environmental Sustainability Group. And they've been doing wonderful work already this year as well. Um, had several meetings. There's a core group of Rotarians and outside Rotary world um, community members who are part of that committee. Um, people like there's one from the um, Victoria Police Force. There's another one who works at Australia Zoos um, that are um, a part of that group. So there's people that are interested in beekeeping, in pollination, in reforestation, in um, ridding the world and the oceans of plastics. And, you know, we've got one of our... Um, uh, Rotarians People of Action Award winners, Ludovic Grosjean, who's on that committee as well. And Ludovic was going to be a key presenter at this year's Rotary International Convention, which unfortunately is another thing that's had to be cancelled in Honolulu. Yes, so yes. a lot of us were looking forward to a nice holiday in Honolulu, but in it's not going to happen. No, um, so look, there's, there's two things. Uh, we started up a peace committee as well this year. <clears throat> that was on my radar, but a little bit late getting to it. But they're, um, they've already sent out information to clubs and it only takes a few key things to happen and no cost for clubs to be called a peace builder club. So there's three key things already. There's, there's lots of others that we've achieved this year. We're actually up on membership for the first time in yes, many years. I wanted to talk about that yeah. in, in just a moment, yeah. but of all the things that you you know, wanted to do at the start of the year? What's given you personally the greatest satisfaction? And I know you're going to probably say, well, all of them, but what is the standout uh, aim that has given you the greatest satisfaction? Um, I think um, uh, the diversity, uh, equity and inclusion right. committee. Right, um, right. We've actually, I, I stepped up um, more than 12 months ago um, with trying to set this up and I'm just very proud of everything they've achieved in t just under 12 months. And, um, you know, we attended the, um, the Pride March this year. We've done it for the past few years, but um, it was the first one I was able to get to, so it was quite good. The, the crowd was huge on that day. 
um, the amount of support we've been getting from people was absolutely brilliant. And the dedication of that group um, to, you know, promote all their activities is absolutely wonderful. And it's not just, um, it's gender, it's sexuality, it's ethnicity and culture and its ability. So anyone with any sort of concerns that maybe mean they wouldn't feel welcome as part of a Rotary Club, we're addressing those directly. So I feel quite um, quite happy with all those um, activities that that group's been undertaking this year. It's been so wonderful. it's very diverse diversity. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, right. Very much yeah. so. Well, you might have now covered it, but I was going to ask you what the standout local community and international projects have been this year for, for District 9800. That may be the standout community project. Uh, or is there another one? And what about the international projects? Um, Community-wise, I would... Um, like, I'm a big fan of um, all the projects, obviously. As you said, it's hard to pick one. But um, the Days for Girls program, um, we've been, Melissa and I have been involved in some of their activities for the past few years as well. So that's one that, that comes to mind as such a wonderful project internationally. Yeah. Grant, you might just like to explain that to, to our non-Rotary listeners. What is that yep. all about? So Days for Girls is a, a group and they um, exist in a number of clubs in a number of districts. So they create sanitary products for communities and, and young girls in those communities and young women who, who don't have access to what we would look at being a normal um, process for women when they're menstruating. So they don't have pads or anything like that. So they hand sew and quite colourful material and, and create liners and they provide underpants and little kits with soap and water and a flannel and um, two pairs of underpants and a, a number of these liners and pads and they're, re they're washable, reusable. So, because um, unfortunately in some of the more developing countries, um, girls don't go to school um, during, you know, during that time of the month. They don't get a, as good an education and um, this pr promotion, this, this project means that they can get an education. They go on to lead uh, uh, you know, better lives, they can get better jobs, they can look after their families a lot better. So that's why it's such a wonderful project because it sort of meets both. It's done in the community here by groups of people getting together with sewers and overlockers and all number of people cutting up materials and things all to patterns um, and then it's sent overseas. But what they also do is they go into some of these countries and set up local community groups to make their own product excellent, and that product excellent. can then be used in their own community. It's magnificent. That's yeah. real sustainability of a very it practical is. way to give young women in other countries, as we take it for granted, women do obviously in Western, the Western world, but to give those women in developing countries a chance to be educated and have an ongoing life without great interruption. I think yeah. it's a, 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 an excellent program. Yeah, uh, now, talking uh, as we were a moment ago, Grant, about membership and the diversity of that, mm -hmm. uh, how is District 9800 faring this year? Are we achieving greater diversity? You, you've mentioned the group that was working on it. Are we, in fact, achieving that? And how is the membership figures uh, looking or the membership figure looking in District 9800 so far this year? 
Um, so on the first part of the question, the diversity amongst the clubs, it's, it is probably, it is, I would say it is increasing, but it's increasing slowly. So we could obviously do a bit better there. Um, and that was why I wanted this um, new committee started and continuing on. So I got commitment from my district governor elect team. So following me, obviously, Philip Archer and then Dale Hoy. So a few years ago, I got them on board because I knew there was no point me starting it only 12 months later for it to not be part of the district going what forward. So there's, yeah. Yeah, there's commitment there for at least three years. And I know with Mandy now as our district governor nominee designate, um, she's on board as well. So, you know, this will just go on now. It'll go on forever. So hopefully, maybe not so much in its first year, but we have increased a little bit. But going forward year after year after year, we will show a steady increase in the diversity of our membership, which will be wonderful. Um, we've certainly, though, you know, started um, a good example of the diversity increase in our district this year was the formation of the new Passport Club in um, donations in kind in West Footscray. So they charted with 42 members. And in that group, there's probably, you know, a dozen um, different countries represented. Most people in that club were born overseas in another country. So that really increased the diversity in our district. Yeah. It obviously does. You, you may care to explain what a passport club is. Uh, I'm especially asking that question on behalf of our non-rotary listeners, and we have a few of those to our program. <laughs> so a traditional rotary club obviously meets at a certain night of the yes. week um, and face-to-face -face normally, although, as we've said in this time we're facing at the moment in the health situation they're not but they're using technology to do it um so this club the passport club is a new concept in rotary it's been going a few years but relatively new to most of us they instead of meeting weekly uh, their only requirement is to meet once a month and perform up to 30 hours of um, community volunteer work each year and most of us do that hands down anyway, except we're in a traditional club that meets weekly. Uh, but the Passport Club, they can um, go and do their volunteer work with anybody, not just their own club, but any other Rotary Club or any other group within the community. So they could be volunteering for Red Cross, for the local soup kitchen, for food bank. Yeah, it's wonderful. So you end up with a little um, passport of everyone you visited over the month or the year to say I volunteered at ABC and you know, the list is endless. So um, most of them are going to be doing um, a lot more than 30 hours a year. And once a month means that it's more accessible to people and they actually meet on a Saturday. Now up till they chartered, we didn't have any club that met on a Saturday. They meet Saturday mornings once a month, which means that if you're busy during the week, you've got a nine to five Monday to Friday job, which typically for most people now isn't nine to five. It's more like seven till seven. Um, so it's hard to get to a normal meeting one night a week. So this passport club being on a Saturday morning makes it more accessible to people that might not have otherwise thought that they could ever have been part of a Rotary Club. It's just an exemplary concept, uh, Grant. It really is. And uh, uh, I, I think as you're talking about that, you're, giving our listeners a good idea of some of the benefits of joining a Rotary Club because their participation, their hands-on participation yeah. in community events, albeit yeah. on a Saturday morning and they're full during the week, is just a, a great way yeah. of going about contributing. Uh, what other benefits are there, Grant, in joining a Rotary Club? 
Oh, well, Rotary in general, um, you are hands-on in your community. So if you've ever thought you wanted to help your community or help um, certain people within a group or you have an idea for a project, most of, well, all of Rotary projects have started with one person's idea and we've, we've just built and built and built and become, some of them become international projects like the End Polio campaign. So if you want to help your community, and give back to the community because you like where you live and you like the country that you're living in um, and you like the concept of people helping other people for no material gain, so it's all voluntary work, then there are rotary clubs out there that will suit you. Um, not all will because people have different likes and dislikes, but I encourage people to um, have a look around. Go to our website, Rotary District 9800, um, just, you know, search for that and you'll find it. The, you will find a whole range of different clubs in your area that you can join or the passport club you can join. You don't have to live in West Footscray. Um, most of the passport club members come from anywhere else but there and they just come together once a month for fellowship and to do good, good work. Yeah. Great um, stuff. Our membership this year, Ian, uh, was on the rise. So for the first time in many, many years, we were up. Um, so at last um, official count, we were plus 47 on, on the start of the year. So um, now look, unfortunately, with the um, COVID-19 crisis, that may look differently in the next report. But we were positive and we were the second highest in Australia for positive rise. There was only a handful of clubs that were in the positive area. So let's hope that we don't lose too many members and that we keep, keep gaining members. I think a lot of our Rotarians would be delighted to hear that turnaround. And as you say, it may well be affected adversely, but to have that turnaround in the months yeah. that have transpired to date is an excellent result. And you must personally be very proud of that and the clubs that have achieved that. Be very yeah. proud of that. What motivated you, Grant, in the first place to join Rotary? Um, I probably came from it a little differently because a friend of mine asked me if I'd be interested in coming to a meeting. And probably like a lot of people and maybe your non-Rotarians out there, I didn't know a lot about Rotary um, before I joined. And then I went along to a meeting <clears throat> at the invitation then and just found out what a wonderful group of people they were and quickly made a lot of friends that are still friends today and got involved in projects. So virtually from day one, um, I was hands-on. There were lots of activities, lots of projects, lots of fundraising, plenty of barbecues and sausages to cook, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but that's not all we did. Um, and, you know, it was just a wonderful way to give back to the community. So as I said, if people want to contribute, all they need to do is put their hand up, step forward. And most Rotary clubs now, or all Rotary clubs, will welcome you now with open arms uh, into helping out. Uh, do you believe there is any best way for a Rotary Club to go about recruitment? A lot of uh, district managers come through uh, each year and have different um, different emphasis, I suppose, on the best way to recruitment. Do you have a best way or is it a plethora of ways? Um, look, I, I've used a method which worked. Um, our Rotary Club in Woodend doubled its membership in uh, three years. So... Um, there's a document and there's a number of documents out there, but the one we used was 101 strategies for membership. It's a rotary document. Half of them are on uh, recruitment. The other half are on retention. So I was president um, four or five years ago now for the second time. 
for my club. And I used that document. The first, we had a little subcommittee meeting. We went through all 50 items for recruitment. We picked out the ones that we felt would suit our club best and we documented it. And then we took it back to the club and said, this is what we want to do and everyone needs to be on board. And we came up with a one pager that just said, this is what we want to do going forward. This is how we need to behave and act to get new members. And it worked. Now, following that, yeah, because of the success of that, I then went back a few months later and I had twice as many people wanting to be on the subcommittee at that point because it was so successful looking at retention. And we did the same thing for retention. We picked the eye teeth out of the remaining 50 or 51 items and we said, these are the ones that are going to suit our club. We went back to the membership and we presented it to them. And again, we said, this is what we need to do to maintain members in the club because there's no point getting them in if they leave a year or two later. Um, so we've done that since now for three years, we gained 18 new members. So we went from 18 up to 36 and we didn't lose a single one. Um, and since then we've maintained it around about 30, whereas in the past we're always around about 20 or just under 20. So, you know, if a small country town like Wood End can do it, everyone can do it. So that's what I would recommend clubs. So you've got to get buy-in. So it only takes one person to do a bit of the work, but you need buy-in from everyone. I don't agree that you need a greeter because I think everyone in the club, and this is what we did, it's your job to go and if you see someone new you've not met before, everyone go and say hello, not one person. It's everyone's responsibility. Very broad and obviously very successful strategy because as I was always taught, it's results that count and you've got results from that. I, I, I do want to ask this though, do, do you think it's easier, if you can put it that way, in a in a country community versus a metropolitan community uh, to recruit people in, in a country community there always seems to me as a metro guy uh, there always seems to me to be in country communities a greater sense of community itself it's always there's always a heightened sense of community have you found that uh, obviously in Woodend it's been successful but with your broad overview of the district with plenty of metro clubs do you, do you find that no, look, I would say that it's uh, equal across the board because I know a lot of Metro clubs, the, the spirit of the community is very, very good and it's certainly there and, and that's what makes up most of the Rotarians, that, that cohort of people, the ones that love their community, like supporting their community and giving back to their community. So there are people out there in all communities, whether it be city or country, you've just got to find them. and. The ways to do that once you get your own strategies in place is to go and promote and advertise. So the follow-up that we did in Wood End was just, we would just turn up on the street and have a stand and we would promote Rotary. And people go, oh, are you selling a raffle or something? No, no, we're just here. Take a brochure. Here's our business Thank card, which like we it. had printed. We had new pull-up banners made. And we just said, we're just looking to inform people about what we do in the community. Have you, and we would point out all the, the parks and the walking tracks and the fences and community things that we'd supported. And they'd say, oh, that was you guys. Oh, great, great. And that was how we got our membership. And at every other opportunity, whether you're doing a barbecue or a cake stand or a, a fundraiser, trivia night, whatever, promote your club the whole time. Put your brochures out, put your banners up. Don't just run an event and people go, oh, that was great. Whoever organised it was good. They need to know that it was Rotary. So it's a proactive soft sell. Yeah. That's what you're indicating, yeah. really, aren't you? Yeah. 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 
Well, Grant, uh, thank you very much for giving us your insights into your, your district governor's role so far this year. And I know you've got a bit of it to go, albeit in a very different environment. Mm. We're going to take a little music break here, and I'm going to ask you for some of your favourite songs before we end our interview together so we can uh, put them into the program. But when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about the remainder of this Rotary year, a very different year, as I said, and what uh, you and your clubs uh, are going to do in this seemingly ever-increasing challenging environment. Also, I'd like to find out what's on the horizon for you, Grant, personally, uh, post uh, your district governorship, and that might be a little bit of a rest. But when we come back, I'd like to cover that all. Lovely. Thanks, Ian. Welcome back. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and we're talking with Grant Hocking, who is District Governor of Rotary District 9800 in this current Rotary 2019-2020 year. Now, Grant, um, uh, you've got a relatively short time to go in your year as District Governor, which comes to an end uh, as at uh, the 1st of July, officially. What what do you personally still want to achieve this year? And uh, I suppose this coronavirus limitation will allow you to achieve uh, some of your plans, but perhaps not all of them. What, what do you still want to do in the remainder of your year? So, Ian, uh, it's a good question because I feel that um, we've already achieved a lot this year and I'm glad I've been running full steam the whole time because it's meant that we have, have achieved a lot. There's not a lot left on my initial plans, but we, we started some new things like the peace committee as I said didn't start off in the year but has come to fruition in the last few months so that would be good Um, and that can still happen online but obviously the restrictions we find ourselves under now my goal has shifted and I think the the goal of the district um, has shifted and I'm getting everyone on board with this is that we need to make sure that all our rotary clubs stay connected so that's why i'm a big fan of the online um, video conferencing like zoom and other platforms Um, but we're encouraging clubs to do everything they can to maintain engagement with their members and then beyond that maintain as much as they can engagement with their community so that's an important goal for the next three months that we've got left in this rotary year absolutely vital at this time isn't it yeah now Talking about uh, your year, I know the core motto with Rotary for our non-Rotary listeners once again is service above self and in your Rotary year the theme has been Rotary connects the world. Can you tell us uh, what is the next Rotary year's theme uh, and who will be district governor and I think you mentioned this briefly but for our listeners again you might like to tell us what the theme is uh, in in this next Rotary year and uh, you could also tell us who the Rotary international president will be. Yeah, I might start with that. Yeah, so the international president is a fellow called Holger Knack, and Holger's from Germany, uh, and uh, he has a good understanding of, obviously, everything to do with Rotary. And his theme for this year that he announced at San Diego, going back now to late January, is uh, Rotary Opens Opportunities. Like that, yes. Yeah, so um, it's sort of picking up on where we are now with Rotary Connects the World because part of that connection is then, uh, well, what do you do with it? And opening opportunities is a good uh, um, theme as well. Uh, The little badge that they've created, little motif they've created is three doors opening up and the three doors are coloured differently. One's the blue for Rotary, the other one's the maroon for Rotaract and then the last one's for um, 
interact and yeah so there's three different colored doors all opened up um, was, in a row i like so it. it's nice yeah it's oh, quite oh, i like it so but i've the... heard all of that obviously from our incoming district governor who is philip archer and philip's been on district for quite a long time um, has had many roles has a good again a good understanding of uh, rotary and is very much looking forward to uh, stepping into the role of governor for next year 2020 2021 how is he going to be inducted in this environment? <laughs> um, so like all of us, that's going to be challenging. We've, I've actually just come out of a meeting with the other members of the DJ, and um, this was one of the matters we discussed. So we will be doing it online. Um, it'll be truncated to what it would normally be. Uh, but there are no rules or, or anything in the Constitution that says you must do it a certain way. And the same goes for clubs. So as long as we um, hand over the... The banner and I say a few words, that's the official part over, so that won't take long. On top of that, um, we're talking about having some entertainment. We'll do a couple of quick speeches just to um, roll out one year, so finish up my year, and then I'll need to thank all the people who've helped me throughout the year. And Philip will then introduce his incoming board and give a short talk about what his plans are. But obviously we're both impacted by corona nine, uh, COVID-19, sorry, the coronavirus, and um, I'm ending my year on a, a bit of a different slant to what we had intended. And Philip's obviously starting his year with that same thing in mind. So it is a bit of a challenge for both of us. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, uh, an electronic district induction, the EDI it'll be known as. Yeah. It'll, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a very different way to go. But I take it that all of our district will be able to come online for that well, particular event. Or is it going well, to be limited in terms of the particular medium we use, albeit Zoom, or what, what are the district going to do to ensure we can get uh, as many people online? So we might look at doing a bit of a mix uh, bag. So we might um, live stream it as well as have a meeting. On Zoom at the moment, I think we're limited to 100 people. Yes, being that's on right. Time at any one, that's right. one, one meeting. Yeah. Um, but we might be able to up that for one meeting or at the same time we're running it, we might just be able to... Um, live stream it so people can watch it even though they won't be on the zoom yeah. i think that'd be good because if you do have your hundred people and you have the gallery view of course the there'll be postage stamp pictures of people you'll never really yeah. get to see the, <laughs> the main players in your year for the thank yous and the new year um, correct i just before we finish on, on on membership you might like to just reiterate before we talk a little bit about how you're going to finish your year personally you might like to just reiterate how non-Rotarians listening can go about joining Rotary. What is the quickest way they can get to the core of joining Rotary? So the best way is to go to our district website, which is rotarydistrict9800.org.au. Say that again, please. Rotarydistrict9800, so all one word, all lowercase, uh, rotarydistrict9800.org.au. Good but stuff. To make, it, to make it even easier... <laughs> because that might, well, that's probably not much easier, but we've also created a, a link that will take you to a page, a volunteer page on our district website, and that's just rotaryvolunteer.org.au. So a good maybe thing. a bit easier to remember. That's a good thing. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So non-Rotarian listeners out there, you can hear the good things that are still happening in Rotary. Uh, yeah. So it's well worth having a look at those websites. Hmm. Grant, when you finish your year, what's on the agenda for you and Melissa, your wife? Uh, uh, will you be taking on another role or as a, res as a respected past district governor, as so many of your ilk do? Or will you be returning to a, a slightly 
quieter life for the Rotary Club of Woodend in that beautiful country destination. Oh, it's uh, wonderful up here. Um, I am taking on a role. So um, I think typically the outgoing DG steps back for a year or so, um, but Philip's asked me to stay on. And part of my role in my normal workplace um, is looking at um, improvement um, opportunities. So my new title with Ambulance Victoria is in um, Improvement League. So Philip's asked me to take on a similar role in the district because given even before we thought of COVID-19, um, with the new committees I've put in place this year, he was quite impressed with the way they started up and I got buy-in and set the agenda and got the um, productivity out of those committees. So he wants that repeated in a number of other areas in our district. So I've accepted that role. So it will be called um, Optimisation Director or Director of Optimisation. Good so stuff. I role. like the sound of that. Mm. I really do. That's positive stuff for the yep. district that you'll continue that. And, that, and, I, and I didn't realise that you'd actually return to work until you told me when I was sending you these questions. You returned <laughs> to work in, you're a quiet achiever because you returned to work in early December last yep. year. And a lot of district governors that I'm aware of uh, have either given work away for the year or have, ret- have retired totally. Have you been doing two roles? Yeah, yeah. That's a so I, um, fantastic worked, effort, Grant. Work during the day... I, I tend to take a break um, sometime during the day just to check emails or make phone calls and then I'm back on the tools. Um, I'm in an office position and lots of meetings and lots of things so I am quite busy there and obviously our Ambulance Victoria is um, <laughs> ramping up under the current conditions. Oh, so I can believe it. I've picked up a couple of new roles um, going forward so the improvement stuff sort of taken a back seat and now I'm for my region um, it's, which is about one-fifth of the state. I'm the infection control officer, the welfare officer, and the recovery manager. Good so God. it's um, <laughs> And a massive role. A bit of work to you do. You don't shy too. away from a hell of a lot of work, do you, Grant Hocking? It's no. Just, just an no. amazing amount of work. And, and to be doing this as your district governor, uh, I think, is, uh, is laudatory. So well done. Thank uh, you. Well, I often ask guests this as we come to the end of our chat together. And um, you have reached a zenith in Rotary near the end of your term. What would you like members of Rotary District 9800 to say about your year, Grant? Um, Don't be modest. What would you like them to say? (laughs) I'd like them to reflect and think. So at the start of the year, I was thinking, well, I'd like to be known for doing things a little bit differently and introducing a few, as I've mentioned, some of the new committees and things and getting clubs to be um, more adaptive to the changing times so i don't think that's changed even with COVID 19 um if they reflected and thought that was a good year grant achieved a lot because we innovated and we adapted so i think if they go away saying those two things we innovated and we adapted not just with the general rotary things and looking at things slightly differently having some new committees but when the coronavirus and the COVID 19 hit us we were innovative and we adapted very very apt very apt. You should be commended for those two key words which you have actually worked. Well, District Governor Grant Hocking, thank you you know, so much for joining us on the Rotary Radio Show. And I know you've been on it before, but it's great to have you back, and uh, uh, albeit this time by the Zoom medium, which is not nearly as nice as talking to you face-to-face. But thank you for your massive contribution. Another 
and another year of rotary putting service above self and you know your work ethic is just fantastic and now that I know you've been working since December in your regular job what you've done work-wise is, is a great example to Rotary and to the community at large. Good luck with the remainder of this difficult year and I really do hope that you and Melissa get a chance when it's all over Grant and it's not all over because you're still continuing to do Rotary work as you all seem to do but I do hope with, that when it's over you get a little chance up there in beautiful Woodend to smell the roses. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Ian. As always, a great pleasure. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast of an interview with Rotary District 9800 Governor Grant Hocking by Ian Salick was presented by Jonathan Shepherd, also of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio, doing good in Victoria, or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.